0: This is the Off Mic Podcast, a radio show about radio life with your hosts students from Nate's Radio and Television Program.
1: My name is Mackenzie Ropelt. I work at Newcap Radio in Edmonton. My title is Morning Show Producer, Producer and Remote Tech. And a fun fact is I like to write music in my spare time.
0: Now, I got to ask There's not many female producers in Edmonton, so what made you, why production?
1: Um, Well, I originally got into production when I was going to McEwen. I took the Recording Arts program, and I was super interested in it, but um, I was kind of veered away from it, from my instructor, who felt negatively about women in the recording industry. And uh, it wasn't until I went to Nate that I started doing more and more production with the radio stuff, and kind of fell in love with it again, and then just through the people I'd met through radio, it seemed like they were a lot more welcoming and accepting of having females in studios. So I decided to go for it and try my hand at production and see how far I could go with it.
0: Okay. It Has it been hard to... You're surrounded by a lot of veterans here at Newcap. Would you say it's kind of been hard to make a name for yourself, or...?
1: Um... I guess kind of. When I first started out, I had a really good recommendation from Nate. And so the people here put a little bit of faith and trust in me. And with that faith and trust, I worked with them to do the best that I could. So I took on more and more projects. Even on my own time, I would put together my own spots, my own imaging, and then show it to them and be like, this is what I can do. Is there any way that I can actually do something that you can put on the air? And eventually through that, they found that I was more and more reliable, let me do more and more stuff, and I think my name just kind of made itself through that process. Like, if you don't worry about it so much and just come here, get the job done, you know, take on what you can, but know when to say no, then you'll just become someone who's reliable and someone they can count on. So if you act like you already work here, then people might think that you work here. <laughs> and then you work here.
0: I mean, yeah, that would, I guess that would make sense. Um, when you were starting out, did you kind of aim to be at Newcap Like, you made your uh, demo Newcap based No. You, no? no? You <laughs> Not just kinda, even a little bit. You just went for it, eh? <clears throat> my,
1: my demo actually was Top 40-based, because I thought that that would be where I would start out. So I put a little bit of every genre in there, but my main promo was Top 40. And then, when I was looking for practicums, I didn't really know where to go, and it was... Uh, Albright that showed me New Cap and said you know this is somewhere that I think that you do well because you have more of a musical production style instead of like a really hard hitting these are you know one after the other effects I tend to have a more melodic way of producing so he led me to that <clears throat> so I came here for my interview or what do you call them meeting
0: one of the two One of the two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: with uh, Rod James, and he really liked the stuff that I did, and so that he'd give me a shot at having my practicum here.
0: Awesome. And how was the practicum? Was it pretty pretty fun? Like, you learned a lot here?
1: Um, for me, it was kind of uh, very hands-on. Um, I did my first week shadowing Rod, learning a lot of stuff under him, and then during that week, I would take some of the voicings and stuff. I asked to take them home. And I used my own music software to make imaging pieces. And then <clears throat> within the first week, they gave me my own studio. And then after that, I was just producing my own commercials and imaging. And it's just kind of working after that.
0: Oh, yeah, you just kind of worked your way I up.
1: Just kinda, <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> jumped right in. I was like, I can do this. Let me do this. <laughs> I was like, look at all the things.
0: Well, hey, that's taking the hand, right? And yeah. you just go from there. I think... If that's kind of, like, one of the big tips, eh? Is Just get yourself out there and, like, be willing to try something.
1: Yeah, don't don't say no. Like, especially for me, one of the scariest things that I did when I started working here was when they asked me to be morning show producer, and I hadn't board opt since Nate. So that was, like, a year previous, and even then I didn't really do a lot of it. But I just kind of showed up and was like, show me what to do. And, like, it was terrifying because it's not even like in a studio where you have all this time to edit and revise and then you can put it out later after people have checked it. It's like, it happens then, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to jump in. And, you know, if I fall on my face, I fall on my face, but hopefully I'll manage to get back up to the top. And the first time I ever actually had, like, went on air, or Rob Christie went on air and I was opting for him, The uh, mic channel that I put up was the wrong mic channel. So there was (laughs) a couple seconds of dead air, and that was terrifying. Uh. But, you know, I I learned really quickly, and I practiced, and I talked to a couple of the other people that worked here and did on air, and eventually it all came together, so...
0: Oh. (laughs) I'm just imagining Rob talking. You you hear him in a distance.
1: (laughs) And it's like your first day, and he's like, who is this person?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what would you say is your overall favorite part of producing?
1: I think it's just the ability to take a script and bring it to life, and finding new things to add to it. Like, if if someone has a spot about Easter, like they've done recently, you can put, like, bunny hops in the background, or you can put, like, magical sounds. If it's for the... I did one for a train company, and so I put, like, a chukka 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 underneath it, along with the music that kind of went in time with it. So that was kind of cool. So... I don't know. It's just the ability to take something that's on paper, bring it to life, give it new meaning, find new elements that can just make it something that appeals to your audience and something that will make them go, oh, it's not like. So they're not just bored by another commercial that's voiceover music, so that they listen to it and that it's something that they actually enjoy listening to.
0: Okay. What would you say is the worst part about it?
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> I'd have to say. Finding music can be a challenge sometimes Uh, when you're using music websites. Sometimes they're not always accurate with their timing. So you'll think, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. And you'll be going along with the spot. And then the song only ends up being 25 seconds when you needed it to be 30. And you're like, no. That or um, script changes, like, uh, they can happen quite often. So if a client decides to change, like, one word or two words, you have to go back and edit and revise and, it can happen once or twice, or it can happen eight or nine times. And so it can just be really time-consuming, and when you have a lot to get done, it can be frustrating. But as long as you stay calm about it and just work through it, then you should be fine.
0: I mean, you can pump out a piece that you can actually be proud of at that point yeah. after working on it for so long. Uh, do you have a piece that you're extremely proud of?
1: Um. Yes. Um, I did an Air CFCW promo that I was super
0: proud of. Uh, They were going to Mexico. Xtapa, Mexico, an oceanfront stretch of paradise. Ah. Zuatanejo, Mexico, a funky resort town with great restaurants, art and entertainment. Alberta, Canada, an incredible spot that can dip to minus 30 in January. Alrighty then, listen to Win a Winter Escape to Mexico with Air CFCW. Stella Stevens is hosting this trip to Barcelo Xtapa Beach Resort. Wanna go? Contact U.S. Travel or keep listening for the Air CFCW boarding call.
1: And originally the script just called for some sort of Mexican music underneath the imaging guy and then to add a couple sound effects. But I kind of went a step further and I really listened to where they were going and the different destinations they were talking about. So I changed the music in according to how the destinations are. So when it's like a party destination, I use like upbeat music. Uh, Latin music when it was like a relaxing place. I had, you know, relaxing Mexican music going into um, a sort of a rock bed when they were talking about Edmonton and then going back to just like a kind of in the middle one. So, I don't know, I guess I'm proud of it because I really utilized all the elements and had it come together. to something that was a lot more than originally was planned for it.
0: Okay. Where did you start to (laughs) get into production?
1: Originally, I went to Grant McEwen after I graduated, and I took their music composition course and their recording arts course. And um, I did that, and I was kind of sitting at a standstill after I graduated, like, what am I going to do now? Like, I have music diplomas. What What goes with music diplomas? Um, So I found a job at Chorus um, where I street teamed for a summer, and I was kind of into it, and I was like, oh, yeah, radio is kind of cool. And so... (laughs)
0: Just kind, of, just kind of. So I was like,
1: oh, maybe I can do this because I wanted to move up from where I was. But when I looked at all the jobs I could apply for, they all needed your the Nate diploma. So then I decided to apply to Nate. And yeah, once I started Nate, I originally was going through for promotions because I was in promotions doing street teaming. And I was like, oh, this is fun. You got to go to events, you got to set stuff up. But then I started realizing that, you know, you kind of fall into where you fit. Eventually, like, if you really put 100% into everything you do, like, 100% into on-air, 100% into news, 100% into production, eventually you're going to find what you enjoy doing. And I found that I could spend, you know, four hours on one production piece and not notice the time go by. And then I'd be on-air and, like, banging my head against the wall, like, what am I going to say for this next (laughs) break? I
0: think we all feel that.
1: (laughs) And so I kind of fell in love with production, and then... Um once my time at Nate started coming to an end I got my practicum here at Newcastle.
0: Okay. Yeah. And this is where you've been ever since, eh? <laughs> this is
1: where I've been ever since.
0: Uh what kind of tips can you have for future people wanting people wanting to get into production?
1: <laughs> I would say if you're a girl or a woman <laughs> There we go. <laughs> do not be afraid to enter into a workforce that's male dominated because you know, there's no there's no reason that women can't be more prominent in the recording industry. I mean, it's a job where you use your ears, right? It's not some like physical labor where <laughs> yeah you're like keeling over. it's something that just takes creativity, it takes patience, and you know you can really become something great if you want to be. And then I guess other tips would be really if you if you're really interested in production, go deeper than what they teach you at Nate go a step further. When I did my last three projects, uh, Albright was talking to me and we discussed me doing my last three projects at Nate on Cubase so that when I came here, I already knew the programs they were using so that I could use that information. So when I got here and they were like, do you know how to make a, do you know how to use this program? I was like, yep. Like, do you know how to put together a commercial? Yep. I could already do all those things, right? And go and look at what all those plugins do, what all those effects are going to do to the voice, how you can change a voice, how you can manipulate it, and do it with as many people as possible because your base of voices is just going to get bigger once you get here. Um, I would also say when you finish a piece, um, it's most important to mix with your ears, but also take a look at how your project looks at the end after you finish something because. You know, your eyes are also very important in that if you see a giant gap somewhere or you see something spiking out of control, maybe your ears are fatigued, or are tired and you didn't notice it when you were first doing it, but then you can go back and you can adjust those volumes and then make it something that's completely smooth and fluid all the way through. Okay. Absorb as much as you can. <laughs> Learn from everything. Um, I would download podcasts and stuff like that too, where they were talking to other recording engineers. Um, and it doesn't just have to be uh, like radio station production. Look at music production, look at recording production, because that's where I picked up a lot of my stuff, was because at McEwen, we did a lot of projects with, you know, where you set up the mics, where you have levels and trying to balance everything. It's all the same at the end of the day. It's just, you know, it all comes together.
0: Okay. What was the difference between the uh, McEwen program and the Nate program?
1: The McEwen program was a lot more in-depth with recording it was more about the sound itself uh the types of sound waves that you have how are you using them exactly what happens to them as they're going through processes um it was about miking. it was about live bands trying to mix um which I mean <laughs> it was kind of funny because I was talking to my friends at McEwen and they're like what's the difference between radio like trying to do radio on air and trying to do like a music performance and I was like what's well, radio everything's a solo Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> yeah. Everything's
1: a solo. There's no... <laughs> like, if you have something coming up, it has to come up, it has to come loud. There's no blending, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, there is to a point, but for the most part, it's all solos. But I think that's the biggest difference.
0: Okay. Which one did you kind of enjoy more, doing the Nate or doing the McEwan? Um. <laughs> that's
1: a good question. I like the Nate program because I was given the opportunity to do more. Um, at the McEwen, like at when I was at McEwen, um, there was a lot of negative bias towards females, like I said. So like they had a big scholarship project that they did. And even though I was top of my class, the sole reason I didn't get in was because my teacher said I was a girl.
0: No way. Yeah.
1: No way. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm getting that email ready to go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but so it was just like it's it's harder when you have those biases and those you know those limitations put on you whereas at nate they're so welcoming they allow you to do what you want if you want to go further like above and beyond like albright knew that i already had a lot of knowledge when i came into the production program so he let me do things that were above and beyond what the curriculum was and so i didn't just sit there and do the same thing i already knew how to do i was still growing and expanding and learning as I was going through, so I think I like the Nate program more for that, but on like an educational level, the McEwen uh, program because you just learn more. But that's fair because there you're there for that purpose. Mm-hmm. At Nate, you're there to learn everything.
0: So yeah, well at least you, you showed them. You showed them. <laughs> Who needs that? You're here, you're here. You're here. You're making it big. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do you see yourself in ten years? See yourself continuing here.
1: Um, I hope so. I really like, um, I really like Cap. They're very open to you growing, and they're very open to you, you know, pursuing whatever you want to pursue. And the whole atmosphere in the building is very friendly, very open, very kind. So, I don't know, I would like to be here in 10 years, but I'd like to be full-time production in 10, <laughs> 10
0: years. Well, you want to stay on the production train, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like,
1: um, I like doing the morning show. It's really great, and you learn a lot. Um, but, you know, when I get to come back here at the end of the morning show, then it's just a great feeling to be able to come back here and do what I came here to do and still have the opportunity to shine and show them
0: my production skills you can take a bit more time and polish it yeah yeah yeah. and you
1: you appreciate that so much after doing on air when it's like one time like you get it or you don't like there's no going back but like with production you can be like okay I can change this this."
0: (laughs) yeah you're kind of stuck if you do it on air and then you're like oh well I just that was bad
1: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it happens. Like, sometimes um, if intros have the wrong time on them, you know, like, no fault of anyone's. Like, it was just not labeled properly. And you have something running over the beginning of the song, and all of a sudden the song's starting, and they're still talking, and you have to figure out how
0: to just. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I can just imagine no. that happening. <laughs> Just uh, pick it up. (laughs) We got lyrics, let's go. Nothing we
1: can do now. No,
0: we've hit the end of that row. Exactly. (laughs) But when you come back here, you can can listen to it and you're just like, oh well, this is wrong, let's change it. (laughs) Once it's out there, it's out there. It's true, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What would you say your favorite part about doing the morning show is?
1: Um, Being around other people. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, very up isolated. In an office, eh? it's very isolated
1: that's the one thing like you really have to be okay with in production is you have a room it's separate from everybody else right it's completely silent because you know everything's soundproof so you can hear properly mm-hmm. but there's no access to other people it's not like other jobs where you can you know talk to someone where you're stocking a shelf or I don't know whatever (laughs) whatever you do (laughs) but it's very it's a very one person job like there's no one else to rely on at the end of the day Mm -hmm. to have company or whatever it's just it's very isolated so I, i like being able to talk to rob in the morning i like being aware of what's happening you know, it keeps me in the loop as to what's happening in the world, or else I would have no idea.
0: Instead of just being handed a script saying, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Produced>
1: and, <this. laughs> it's like my own morning news segment.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, here's a live news segment. And you
1: never miss anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mom, I made it. <laughs>
1: exactly. And you got to come up with, like, cool little, um, like, production pieces. Like, i got to come up with beds, um, for the show, um, drop-ins for the show, um, when we had our Name That Number One, I made the production for that. Um, so just, like, interesting interesting things you get to do and different things. Like, if you want to make a song parody, you can go ahead and do that. If you want to go interview people on the street and then, you know, find some funny responses and play it on air, you can do that. Like the, It's really limitless when you have a morning show. So I guess it helps even with production because I get to do more different things. And the more you can do that's different, the better. That's the other reason I like it here is because you don't just do a lot of places, you're either a commercial producer or an imaging producer, and here you get to do both. I I think that helps because when you're doing commercials, you know, like I said, you're finding those little nuances that make it special and make it unique um, to stand out from all the other ads out there. And then with imaging, you're just trying to, you know, hit hard, hit fast, get the point out there, have some movement. And so it's nice to have both because eventually one learns from the other. Like, you can be like, oh, maybe my imaging can use less craziness because the message will be stronger if it's a little bit of a calmer piece. Or you can look at a commercial that's voiced music and be like, oh, there's something I can add here. I can add, like, a whoosh. I can add, like, a zap. I can add a sound effect, a person speaking, something, you know?
0: Yeah, and then you can just... Take what you do in the morning, and pull it to a commercial <laughs> or something like that, right? Exactly, <laughs> and it's
1: kind of cool. when like you're you're doing the morning show, and then you go to commercial, and you're like, I did that one.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you just be proud of yourself, twenty four seven, eh? Uh. <laughs>
1: You try to be. (laughs) We can only do the best we can do.
0: Or you listen to it and you're like, oh, Oh, no, that's on air. Now (laughs) I
1: know what I need to change.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, thank you so much, Mackenzie. Great talking to you, too. Great talking to you, too. (laughs) You just listened to an episode of the Off Mic Podcast, produced by Nate Radio and Television students. Catch other episodes on Podbeam, iTunes, and NR92 on SoundCloud.